together give a warm welcome to Donnie Aaron! Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Views from the John Forecast, a milestone. It is episode number 40. Can you believe it? 40 episodes of this I've done. Actually, I've done more than 40 episodes. This is just the 40th one I've released. There's been others I've done in the past, and I listened back to it, and I said, eh, that ain't good enough. Or I said, eh, if I release that, I will probably get murdered. So, trying to keep myself alive for a little while longer at least. So let's dive right into things, shall we? I have a lot of stuff to go over. Every single topic is random. I don't know how to weave in between these random topics, but we are gonna give it a go. Like usual, I start off this podcast with a quick message. In case you don't know, we're filming this entire podcast now on YouTube. So if you'd like to watch the full video version to where you can see me and hear me, Fantastic. Please go over to YouTube, and if you could hit that like button, that's awesome. That would help me out tremendously. If you could subscribe to the channel, Reality Drip, that's awesome. And even better, if you could share this podcast with anybody that you might think could like it, even better. Even better. I'll send you a check and a medal in the mail if you could help me out. All right, the first story we're going to get into. I got a buddy of mine. I got a lot of buddies, a lot of buddies, a lot of friends. You can never have enough friends, that's for sure. But uh, this one particular buddy, right, he has a cell phone and he has a landline at his house. Uh, I have a cell phone and I have a landline at my house. And we're really good friends. You know, we'll talk and hang out nearly every day. We've been good friends for 20, 25 years. But for some reason, this one in particular friend, and he might even be watching or listening to this, instead of calling me or texting me on my landline or on my cell phone, he sends me DMs through like friggin' Facebook. And he's like, bro, where are you? And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing contacting me through like MySpace or Facebook? You have my cell phone number. You live 10 minutes down the road. Call me, dude. <laughs> what are you doing trying to reach out to me on Facebook, sending me a message going, bro, where are you? I'm like, dude, my phone is always in my hand. Call me and you'll get me like that. What are you doing like direct messaging me? Where are you? I don't know. Call me and you'll figure out where I am. Why are you sending me a message? through like a social media service when you can literally call or text me. It doesn't make any sense. And when I called him out on it, he couldn't give me an answer. Anyone else do that? Literally, you can text or call me, but you're sending me a message through MySpace to say, where am I? Bro, call. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. All right, next random topic. Uh, the reason I uh, remembered about this, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to ever bring this up, but I'm sure it's happened to you, but it happened to me the other day. Okay, uh, everybody poos, right? Uh, women don't like to think they do, but they do. I've seen it. I've lived with women. I was engaged, and she definitely pooed. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get that straight out of the way. So, yeah, men, women, we all poo, right? 
But I think it's a little different for men. When men poo, they tend to take, uh, you know, their iPad in there or their iPhone or their phone or a magazine. And even after you're done pooing, a lot of us will sit there for many, many minutes afterwards because we're caught up, you know, watching a movie, watching YouTube, playing words with friends, whatever you do. And then eventually it's been like 45 minutes that you've been on the toilet and you've been done pooing like 40 minutes ago. And then when you get to get up, what happens? Your legs are dead asleep. And that happened to me the other day. I'm not a big fan of sitting on the toilet all day, right? But sometimes you'll literally go in there and you'll get caught up uh, reading emails or whatever. And I literally sat there for like 45 minutes after I was done using the bathroom. And when I went to stand up, my legs had zero feeling. I had to hang on to the sink and then let my legs get the blood flow back into it before I could even clean up and leave the bathroom. So, has that ever happened to you? Is it funny? Can you relate? Have your legs ever fallen asleep by the toilet that you get to get up and you fall over? It's, I guess it's a guy thing. I don't know. I don't know. Women, do you do that? Do women take a book or a magazine into the bathroom and just stay there for an hour, you know? Killing two birds with one stone? I don't know. Let me know. All right. Birds. Uh, one problem I've always seemed to have my entire life that is that birds literally love and live, they live, uh, to shit on my car. Doesn't matter where I'm parked, even in a garage. Even if I park my car in a garage, it'll get shit on by a bird. For some reason, literally birds see my car and they'll be like, yo, there he is. And they'll get in formation and they'll fly down and shit on it. It doesn't matter. Honest to God, if there was some kind of Guinness Book of World's Records for the guy that gets his car shit on the most by birds, it'd be me. You'd see John Ares's name in there. But literally, I mean, I see, I see, I swear that they see me leave for the car wash, and then they come back, and they're just like rubbing their feathers together like, hey, fellas, let's go. He's back with the clean car. You know what I'm saying? But man, I tell you, I really wish that birds drove cars. Like that family of birds that likes to literally have abortions all over the side of my car all day long when it's parked out in my driveway. I wish they drove some kind of a car so then I could climb up on a branch and just take my morning shit right over their windshield. Can you imagine? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could get those birds back? You know, you got birds just shitting all over your car, especially after you just spent $19 to go through a car wash, and then you get home and it, it all over the fucking side of it. Man, you know, there's nothing better than retribution or even in the score, right? So I'm just, I'm sitting there the other day just fantasizing how awesome it would be to climb up into that friggin' tree and then have their bird mobile sitting right below it and just take my newspaper and lean over that branch and just right over their fucking car, man. I'm telling you, a shit for a shit, an eye for an eye. What do you think? I don't know. But can you imagine living in a world, like imagine if like dinosaurs were still around or imagine if we still had uh, pterodactyls. Weren't pterodactyls like the biggest bird that ever lived, like a 50 foot wingspan? Can you imagine like in 2020, if we had like gigantic birds, I'm talking like like a dragon-sized bird that literally, when it shit, it was like three gallons. 
Now, can you imagine like a dragon-sized bird flying 500 feet in the air and then having that thing let go? Forget about this little pity bird shit. You'd be literally driving along and it would be someone like took a five gallon bucket of like wet paint and just went. Can you imagine, dude? You'd be walking down like, you know, uh, you know, Fifth Avenue in New York City all of a sudden. Do, 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 do. You're just walking down all of a sudden. You're just dumped. You're just shit on. Like someone just literally dumped a five gallon bucket of shit on you because a pterodactyl flew over you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. Uh, what would we do? With all the craziness that's going around in the United States right now in this world, what would we do if we had pterodactyl birds flying around shitting five gallons at a time on people? You know, what do we do? Make the, make the pterodactyls go extinct? Capture everybody? Uh, capture every one of them and put a diaper on them? We can't have these pterodactyls flying around the United States. I don't know. All right, uh, next topic. And this is a topic I don't want to talk about, but I'm trying to be real. Well, no, I'm trying to be real, but I'm not being very real. Uh, on the inside, I am actually very frustrated and uh, upset and very ranty about what the state of America is right now on uh, July uh, 9th as I'm recording this. And uh, as much as I'd like to sit here and talk about uh, the pros and cons of getting rid of the police, defunding the police, black lives matter, all lives matter, whose life matters, all of that shit. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to hear me talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, but I have to say something about something else that's going on. Ever since George Floyd was murdered, there's been this giant tidal wave of an overreaction, okay? Uh, people in the black community, the white community, they want, they believe in police brutality and they want it to end. And that's what they're trying to get done here. But so much more than that is happening. It's like for every action, there's an equal or greater reaction. So George Floyd happened and it was like a firecracker. And then the equal or bigger reaction was like a nuclear bomb. And the nuclear fallout is what we're dealing with right now. I mean, check out the overcorrection, uh, the PC-ness that people are trying to virtue signal or uh, uh, pander to the people in these community. They didn't ask for any of this extreme, unnecessary, woke shit. Like, uh, you know, they're just looking to get police held accountable, right? I agree. Police needs to be reformed. I don't think they need to be defunded or abolished. Please explain to me, anybody, I'll have you on my show, explain what taking money away from police departments, how that's going to cure racism, taking money away from them. If you take money away from them, nobody who's worth a shit to be an officer who isn't not racist is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Defunding the police or taking them away isn't the answer to fixing racism or racist cops. It isn't. I want to fix this problem. I want to hold hands with you and fix this problem together. But I see too much of America getting divided in half over this right now. And that's what hurts my heart. But there is, there is a whole shitload of wokeness, PC wokeness, that nobody asked for since George Floyd. And let me just touch upon some of the stuff that's happened. Uh, no more Aunt Jemima. 
Did you ever, in your wildest dreams while you were eating pancakes or French toast or uh, whatever you might put maple syrup on and look at Aunt Jemima and go, my God, that's racist. Apparently it is. Apparently Aunt Jemima Siri, uh, uh, syrup is racist, so that's been canceled. Uh, the KFC guy, Colonel Sanders, he's been canceled. I'm not quite sure. Maybe because he looks like a plantation owner? That's, that's my only guess, okay? Uh, the Cleveland Indians are now going to change their name. What is the Cleveland Indians and people being upset over the Indians part about it, or the Washington Redskins? What does that have to do with George Floyd? Why is there this giant tidal wave of PC overcorrection? You know? That's, nobody asked for this. They asked for the police to be held accountable for police brutality. They didn't ask for Colonel Sanders or Aunt Jemima to go away. So why are we doing this? I don't get it. Nobody asked for it. And even the people that are like diehard Black Lives Matter are like, we didn't ask for this shit, you know? We're trying to get police to be accountable for the fucking brutality. We don't, we're not talking about KFC. Uh, what else? Um, an episode of the Golden Girls was pulled off the air. The Golden Girls was like, uh, like three old white chicks. Uh, you know, one of those sitcom-y comedies from the 80s was three old white chicks living in a house together. And I guess there was one episode back in the 80s where they went to a spa and they had mud masks on. It wasn't blackface. It was a mud mask. They pulled that episode out of rotation from a show from the 80s just because they were wearing mud masks in it. Man, uh, what else? Real estate agents are no longer going to be using the term master bedroom. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. Those, the list literally goes on and on and on and on and on. And I don't know how much CNN or Fox or whatever news station you listen to is talking about this, but I literally do not watch the news. I like to keep up to date with what's going on in my area, in the country, and around the world, but I don't get it from CNN or Fox, because they're both biased. The CNN is uh, on the left side, and Fox is on the right side. And I am right in the middle. I don't lean left, I don't lean right. I lean towards whoever's the best candidate, regardless of if they're Democrat, Republican, Independent, uh, man, woman, uh, black, white, green, yellow, transsexual, homosexual, mixed race, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna vote in the best person for the job using logic, common sense, and facts. Not a leftist mind or a rightist mind, just, you know, whatever. I've explained this before in my podcast, but in case you forgot, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I even understood what left and right meant. I didn't understand what a Democrat was or a Republican. I voted for Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. Hand to God, I did not know Barack Obama was a Democrat. I just saw the way he handled himself and the way he carried himself, and I'm like, that's a fucking president. And I voted for him. But if you look at Trump on the outside, the guy acts like a complete tool bag. And uh, that's why the guy is so disliked. But anyways, you got to look at more than just the surface. But anyways, I'm not a fucking Trump supporter. I'm just trying to say that I wasn't born into politics. I've never given a shit about politics. But 
things have gotten so crazy and so loud since Trump was elected that I had to wake up to it and be like, what is going on here? And when I looked into everything, I looked at what the left standed for, what the right stood for. I mean, I went down the rabbit hole for the last two years on politics, and now I know exactly where I stand. I can see everything crystal clear. And how do I see everything crystal clear? Because you guys do not understand. I was raised in a household and by parents that literally and figuratively beat us and trained us from a very young age to not think with emotion, to investigate, to get facts, to listen to both sides, to not overreact. So literally anything. If somebody tells me, hey, that new movie that just came out sucks, don't go see it. Other people will be like, oh, it sucks. Okay, I'm not going to go see it. Never. Somebody tells me, hey, don't be friends with that girl or that guy. They're real shady. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I won't be friends. I'm going to go start a friendship with them, and then I'll decide when I've made the choice whether they're good or bad for me. I'm going to go see that movie or read that book because I'm going to decide. I'm not going to let the news tell me who to vote for. I'm not going to let CNN or Fox tell me that Trump did this or that Biden did that. I'm going to go get the truth for myself. Truth. Using logic, common sense, facts, statistics, and staying away from social media and the news. Because the majority of it is propaganda to get you fired up. And if you look at America, that's exactly what's happened. Everybody is fucking on edge and fired up when we don't need to be. Okay? So um, I'm just saying... If we're going to go this hardcore with this woke PC-ness that nobody asked for, why don't we just take it all the way? I got some ideas, okay? Uh, here are some of the ideas I wrote down. Um, Fat Tuesday. You know what Fat Tuesday is? We can't have it anymore, people. Fat Tuesday. You can't call somebody fat or a day fat. You're shaming them. That's against the rules in 2020. So the name Fat Tuesday, sorry, New Orleans, but it needs to change. What else? How about Ash Wednesday? Ash Wednesday. Is anybody offended by Ash? I'm sure you could find some people. Maybe Jewish people are offended by Ash. I don't know. But Ash Wednesday mm -mm, needs to change. This is 2020, man. We're trying to be super woke and PC here. Okay, what else? How about Black Friday? Where is the outrage for Black Friday? What are you trying to say? Black Friday? What? Black? What? A black? What? A black person Friday? Because it's a crazy day? What are you trying to say? Black people are crazy? Fuck a day. Black Friday, bro. It's racist. Why don't you call it White Friday or Green Friday? No, 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 no. Because that's not politically correct enough. You need to rename... Don't you love how I just completely <laughs> forgot my trade of mind? You need to rename Black Friday to Discount Shopping Day Friday because that's literally what it is. There's nothing black about it, okay? It's racist and we need to be woke. Fix it, all right? What else can we fix? Christmas. Is Christmas not offensive for Jewish people? They killed your savior. Uh, I'm sure there's multi Islamists. People don't celebrate Christmas, right? Christmas is offensive to anybody who doesn't believe in Jesus or God, right? Let's cancel it. Let's see, how else can we go? You ever heard the term handicap in golf? Anybody golf? 
a golfer might say to another golfer, hey, what's your handicap? Whoa, handicap, we can't, we can't be using the name handicap, not even in golf. You gotta be like, bro, what's your average? Call it an average. A handicap, let's say your handicap is 18. That means on the average, you're about 18 strokes over par. But we can't say handicap anymore. We gotta say, what's your average? Just get real specific, okay? So if we're gonna do this PC wokeness thing, let's just, let's take it all the fucking way, man. We're not at all. And any longtime listeners of my podcast will know this. I always uh, record this usually late morning, early afternoon after I've woken up and I've shaved and showered. And for some reason, for the next hour after I shower, one of my noses will run. Like I'm a little frigging kid, you know? Jesus. Maybe I should wait for longer after I get out of the shower so you don't, so you guys don't have to listen to me sniffle or uh, think that, oh my God, what is he doing? Is he sniffing cocaine or something? Ooh, maybe that's why he's so crazy. All right, uh, let's move on to the next completely random topic. You know what I was thinking about uh, the other night? Ice Cube. Remember Ice Cube? I love Cube. NWA. N-words with attitudes. Uh, how many times do you remember Ice Cube when he was in NWA saying, fuck the police, fuck them, right? Everybody was saying, fuck the police. But I just had a wild thought because uh, I'm literally crazy. Most comics will tell you they're crazy and they had fucking weird childhoods. Something happened to me, buddy. And maybe one day you'll find out. But yeah, my mind works in really weird ways. So I was thinking of Ice Cube and how many times he said, fuck the police, right? I've even said, fuck the police before. Why? Because some cops are real, real dickheads. Some police departments are real assholes. But other cops are cool as shit and they're no different than me and you. What if I was a cop? I would be no different than you right now. It's just at four o'clock, I would drive to a station and put on an outfit and all of a sudden I'm an officer. But when I get off of work, I do the same things you do. I watch TV, I have a beer, I have a wife, kids. What, you know what? It's just a job. We're all human fucking beings. We all make mistakes. In, in no way, shape or form am I trying to say that that officer Chauvin, what he did to fucking Floyd was a mistake. Uh -uh. I've said it before, of course black lives matters. Of course that fucking cop and every one of those cops need to burn for what they did. It's unacceptable, it's unacceptable. But all the innocent people who have been killed since George Floyd passed because of protesting, the numbers are I think in the 20s or 30s, there's something like nine kids, nine children under the age of 10 have been killed by violent protests and violent protesters from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That is a fact. You might not hear about it on CNN or even Fox, but that's a fact, okay? So you tell me how Black Lives Matter is working out. Do you know how many people have died because of these protesters? An Antifa Black Lives Matter supporter a man of color with an automatic rifle opened fire at a car killing an eight-year-old in Atlanta this weekend. Is that what you guys wanted? I don't. What happened to George Floyd? It's fucked up. I agree. Police departments need to be checked. 
There needs to be some kind of reform, but doing away with it and defunding them ain't going to happen. Have you seen the crime rates in the city from this past 4th of July weekend? Crime rates across every major city in this country are up two, 300%. Murders are out of control in these cities where police are walking off the jobs. So you tell me, you want to keep getting rid of these police officers and defunding them? You want to bury your eight-year-old because a stray bullet got her in the side of the head? It ain't working, people. There needs to be police reform. But I'm getting sick and tired of seeing all these innocent people and kids that had nothing to do with racism or George Floyd being gunned down because people can't check their emotions and think with some logic and common sense. And here I'm going, granting, but I'm sorry. You guys have any kids? Imagine if your kid, your nine-year-old, your five-year-old, whatever kid you had was gunned down by an Antifa member. Does that justify what happened to George Floyd? Is that going to fix anything in this country? No, and it continues every day that you guys keep protesting. I want to fix police brutality with you, but it's not done with violent protests and by killing kids and innocent people that had nothing to do with the fight. And I promised myself I wasn't going to go down this road, and here I am. But my whole point is, as a joke, I listen to Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube, love NWA, love hip-hop. And for years, ever since the, uh, what, late 80s, early 90s, I've been listening to Ice Cube say, fuck the police. And the funny thought that I had last night before I got into that rant is uh, I wonder if Ice Cube, over the course of his life, has ever had to call the police for help. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. In... in in, in Ice Cube's entire adult history, I don't know how old Cube is now, what, 48, 52, somewhere in there? I'm just wondering if he's ever called the police in his entire life. Like, can you imagine being a police officer, growing up listening to Cube and NWA, fuck the police, fuck the police, kill them, shoot them, and then uh, all of a sudden you get called out to a call, and then there's Ice Cube standing there? <laughs> what kind of balls would it take on that cop if the situation was right and Cube was cool enough to be like, yo, Cube, Fuck us, right? <laughs> it's a joke, people. All right? The guy spent his whole career saying fuck the police, and I was just curious if he's ever needed the police for help. I think everyone thinks it's a great idea to get rid of the police until one day you're literally running for your life and you need them, and there's nobody coming. And I'm telling you one thing. If we get rid of police officers and we defund the police, there's not going to be police. And when there's not police, there's not going to be fire or ambulance. Because if you've ever noticed, if there's a shooting or a domestic dispute and somebody's hurt, the firefighters and EMS will not go into that house until the police have secured it. So if there's no police, you're not going to have anybody putting out your fires when your house burns down, and you're not going to have anybody coming to save your partner when they're having a heart attack. This is what you're pushing, America. Wake up. Uh, okay, uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? Uh, all right. Uh, this is embarrassing, but I think it happens to all of us, and I'm just trying to show you that we're all a lot alike, okay? Despite how different we, we may look. We all poop, we all pee, all of our breaths stink in the morning, right? We're all the same. The only thing that makes me different from a black man is that his skin pigmentation is darker. Other than that, we are no fucking different. I was taught that from birth, and now here I am, 42, and uh, 
It's like I'm losing all of my black friends, and I don't know why, and it saddens me. I've never been racist in my entire fucking life. I was literally born and raised in one of the most liberal cities in this country. There's no crime here. There's no racism. Everybody is super relaxed and cool here. This is where I grew up. And in 42 years, I have never seen America today with such disdain and racial tension. It makes me sick. And it makes me worried about our kids and what kind of world they're going to be growing up in. How does, how does nobody see that what's happening here is pushing America apart rather than bringing us together as one race, one power to conquer all? That's all I'm looking to do, man. I'm just seeing everybody get pushed further and further in part into groups. Black people over here, white people over here, LGBTQ over here, you know? Is that what any of you want? Why are we letting ourselves be divided and put into groups? You want segregation? I don't get it. I want everybody to be treated equally and loved, regardless of what your sex, age, or skin color is. Why is that a foreign concept in 2020? I, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Anyways, let's try to move on. So anyways, have you ever been so dehydrated that your pee came out like cheese whiz? Go ahead, think for a minute. I have. It happened to me the other day, right? Everything I say in this podcast happened to me the other day, but that's true. I do this podcast once a week, and after I'm done talking about all this horse shit, the page gets white blank, and then everything else that happens to me over the next week is what we talk about next week on the podcast. So yeah, the other day, I don't think I drank very much. Don't know why. Just wasn't thirsty. And then I remember having to pee, and I went into the bathroom, and um, when I tell you my pee came out of my pee hole like cheese whiz, I ain't shitting you. I might make a video spoofing what I actually saw. I mean, seriously, um, have you been there before? You know, you know, if you're drinking a lot of beer or water, you're going to pee a lot. Your pee is going to be like clear, right? And it ain't going to smell. But if you are really dehydrated and you're peeing maybe like once a day, when that pee comes out, it comes out so yellow and so orange and so dark and so stinky. And if you're really, really dehydrated, it literally comes out, not like a liquid, but like one solid string of like, you know, cheese wet. <laughs> so that was a clear telltale sign that I needed to drink more water out of my red Solo cup. So if any of you have a drink, pick it up and we'll cheers to each other right now. Happy 4th of July or happy summer, right? Try to make the best of it. All right, so yeah, being so dehydrated that your pee comes out like cheese whiz. All right, another random topic. Uh, how do I say this without giving away too much? I just thought it was a really weird moment that just came out of the blue. Uh, I was over a friend's house on Monday, and today is Thursday. And uh, we were out back on his deck, and we were just shooting the shit, and he was kind of getting dinner ready on his grill. And uh, we hung out for an hour, shooting the shit on the deck, talking. And then finally I said, hey, man, I'm going to get out of your hair and let you finish dinner for your family, and I'm going to head home. He's like, all right, cool. So we said our goodbyes. I walked down his stairs and started walking down his driveway towards my car. And um, uh, I think he called out to me. 
and said, hey, by the way, are you going to blah, blah, blah? And then I walked back and said, well, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, literally, we got to talking again. And he had completely forgot that he had put a uh, pan on the stove uh, with some, I don't know, tomatoes in it or potatoes and uh, forgot about it. And as we were talking by his driveway, I heard the smoke alarm. I heard a smoke alarm go off. And instantly when that happens, my heart gets racing because my house here nearly burnt down a couple years ago. So every time I hear a smoke alarm, it instantly like triggers me back to the day that I found my house on fire. So I heard that smoke alarm. I'm like, bro, is that your smoke alarm? And he immediately like turns around. And sure enough, we go to his uh, sliding glass door and the whole kitchen is just so fucking full of smoke you can't see through it uh he throws open the door uh finds he knew immediately that it was the pan that he put down that he completely forgot about because we got to talking again uh he threw the pan out the door uh you know his kids were crying and uh, i wanted to go in the house and help comfort the kids and help get the smoke out but um uh you know he had just gotten that pot I don't know how much it cost, but he got it for Father's Day, and the pot was ruined. Um, when it happened, it was so fucked up that he got, like, really angry, not necessarily at me, but, like, when the fire alarm went off, and he turned around, and he ran into the house, and the kids are crying, and the house is filled with smoke, he's like, get the fuck out of here! He's like, it's time for you to leave, get the fuck out of here! And I'm just like, oh my god! He's like... And, and, and I know he said this to me just because he was upset, but he initially, before he even got in my car, blamed me. He's like, fuck. He's like, had, had you just left when you said you were going to left or this wouldn't have happened? And meanwhile, I'm thinking in my head, like, bro, you're literally going to blame this on me. How many times have you went to leave a friend's house or leave your family's house or anyone and then somebody says, hey, by the way, uh, da, 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 and then that gets you talking again. That's literally what happened. I didn't know he had put a pot on the stove that he meant to go check 20 seconds later. It was an accident. But in the heat of the moment, he's like, get the fuck out of here. It's time for you to go home. This would have never happened. And I'm just like, I'm feeling so bad because I do feel like it's partly my responsibility even though it's not and i wanted the help but i know his kids were upset because there's smoke in the house and they're young so it was just a really uncomfortable weird thing and by the time i got home uh he had texted me and apologized and said dude that was absolutely not your fault i just said that because i was upset in the moment you know I don't like what I take concentration off of things. So it was just a misunderstanding. But if you could have been there in that moment, it was just, it was, it went from everything is perfectly fine. Birds are chirping to a, a split second later. Uh, there's a fire on the stove. There's kids in the house. It's full of smoke. And it's like, get the fuck out of it. It just, it was wild, bro. wild. All right. What else? Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, this is something that I've been noticing as well, and maybe you can notice it. And if you live in the South, you're gonna like this one, all right? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. This is something I wrote down a while ago, but it seems like every time somebody goes to imitate somebody being like ignorant or racist, they always use a Southern US accent. Have you noticed that? Well, I tell you, I lost my virginity to my sister, and there was nothing wrong with it, right? 
It's always the southern drawl accent for something stupid like screwing your sister. Or if it comes to being racist, a lot of people will immediately go to a southern accent and be like, oh man, I can't stand me, those Japanese people. You know, we always go to a southern accent. And that had me thinking like, are people from the South with Southern accents the only ones who have ever had a racist or ignorant thought? You know, no guy from like Fargo, North Dakota ever had a uh, racist or ignorant thought in their accent. I can't even do the friggin' uh, Fargo accent now that I'm thinking about it. But seriously, it's like, what is it? It's like every time, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was born and raised in the North. Uh, you know, we know that the Civil War is over. Evidently, people in the South are still trying to hang on to the fact that they took second place in the Civil War. And it's just really different. I've talked about it before in my podcast. Being born and raised in the Boston area, where it's a very liberal, progressive area, compared to moving down to Charleston, South Carolina, when I lived, it was a culture shock. Um, does racism exist in the Northeast? Of course it does, but it's more quiet. It's more people kind of look around your shoulder, you know, look around you first, you know. I'm not racist or anything, but, you know, insert fucked up comment about fucked up group, right? It's quiet. People look around first before they say it. But down south, there's no filter. They'll just walk right up to you and be like, you're a cracker. Get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it was such a culture shock to me. And there was such racism uh, white on black and black on white down there that was just so out in the open with people flying the Confederate flag. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God, dude. You know, I was not born to live in the deep South, man. I, I, I can't conform to that kind of behavior. You know, I'm not going to be wearing a Confederate flag, driving around a Dukes of Hazard shirt, listening to country, fucking my sister. It just ain't going to happen. But I just think it's comical that every time somebody goes to imitate somebody that does something or says something ignorant or racist, we, we just immediately jump to the southern accent. I don't know why that is. But it's funny because, like, has anybody with a Boston accent or a New York accent or a Fargo accent or a Wisconsin accent, have they never said anything racist or ignorant? I'm sure they have. All right, next random topic. Um, what are people's first reaction when you ask them or tell them about peeing in the shower? Everybody goes, ew, that's gross. But check yourself. We've all peed in the shower, even you ladies. And ew, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. Pee is pretty gross. I'm not condoning pooping in the shower. I've literally heard of people who poop in the shower. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you can flush it, right? But pee, uh, pee's actually more sterile than you think. Aren't you supposed to pee on somebody when a jellyfish stings you? You know? Pee is just water with all the good stuff removed from it. So peeing down a drain or onto your feet, you're gonna wash them anyways, it's pee. You don't think that uh, some of the nasty crap coming off your body that you can't even see or smell isn't nastier than that pee? So it's okay. Uh, you ever heard that trick where someone's sleeping and you stick their hand in the hot water and it'll make them pee? It's something about that nice hot water on your body. Even if you don't have to pee, it gives you the urge. 
and most of us do. But like I said, pee isn't that dirty. The shit coming off of your body or leaking out of your asshole or JJ is probably dirtier than the pee. And if you're like me, you probably clean your shower maybe once a week with some bleach. So yes, it's okay to pee in the shower. In your initial response to somebody saying that, shouldn't be like, ew. Is that what you say when somebody says they farted? You're like, ew, like you never farted? You know, like your farts don't stink too? Come on, we're all in this together. Everybody poops, they all stink. Nobody is excluded from that privilege. All right, what else? What's the next random topic we can jump into? Seeing a fart. That's another funny thing I thought about. Um, how many times have you had to fart and uh, it wasn't the appropriate time or place to fart? So you literally had to suck it in or you had to get up and go somewhere, right? Uh, with a fart, the only sense you have to be worried about is smell. Like, let's say you're dating somebody who's smell blind, then you can just let them rip, right? As long as they're silent, because they can still hear it. But I was thinking, can you imagine if we lived in a world where not only could you smell a fart and sometimes hear it, but you could see it? Just pick, just imagine this for a minute. Let's say every time you farted, it literally made like a, like a dust cloud or like a little cloud of like pink smoke. It would, can you fucking imagine how embarrassing? There would be no way to hide it. I don't care if it don't smell and it's going to come out silent. You're going to be sitting in that boardroom and then you're just going to see this like smoke cloud rise up from people's laps. You know how fucking funny Oh, I love it. I want them to do that. I wish I wish God gave us the bodies that, you know, not only had a, a smell sign to it, but an audible sign, but also a visual sign that you pooed. There would just be no way to hide it. Just, just imagine you're walking down the street and you just see these little puffs of smoke coming out of everyone's fucking asshole. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. What is next on this crazy episode we have? I have written down burning down the house. Uh, we're getting a little bit late into this podcast. I should probably save some of these. Um, but yes, I nearly burnt down my first apartment living in Charleston, South Carolina, doing something extremely stupid. So let me tell you the story and hopefully you won't do something this stupid. Uh, but I was living in a three bedroom apartment in Charleston, South Carolina back in 2004. I paid a little bit more money a month so I could have the master bedroom. The master bedroom in this condo complex or whatever you want to call it was really big. It had a walk-in closet and I had my own bathroom. Money, right? Uh, at that time, I smoked marijuana. Uh, my two roommates did not. So out of respect to them, I would smoke uh, in my bathroom with the fan on. That way, even if they came into my room, because I would let them come into my room because I had the only computer, uh, they wouldn't have to smell the pot smoke. You know, typically I wouldn't give a shit. You know, it's my apartment to deal with it, but I'm a nice guy. If you ask me nicely to go do something, I'll do it. So anyways, so I would smoke at night 
before TV time and bedtime in my bathroom, okay? And this one in particular night, I smoked a bowl and I thought the bowl was cashed and it was out. And rather than just kind of dumping it into my hands, the ash, and then maybe putting it in the sink, I actually ashed it into my hand and then put the ash in the waste paper basket underneath the sink. Can you see where this is going? I turn the light off in the bathroom. I close the bathroom door. I walk through the closet because the bathroom's located on the other side of the walk-in closet and I go lay down on my bed. And as I'm laying in bed, maybe about 20 minutes later, out of my right eye, I can see a glow from the, uh, from the underside of the bathroom door. You know how like the bottom of the door has a crack? I could see a glow and I'm like, I could have sworn I turned the light out in there. So I got up, opened the door, expecting to see that I left the light on and the bathroom was on fire. Basically what had happened was uh, below my sink, it was all open. Like there was the sink, the countertop, but below it, it was just open. There were no drawers. So my waste paper basket was underneath the countertop and the sink. By the time I made it into that bathroom, the fire that started inside of the waste paper basket had burnt that plastic basket down to nothing. And now it was starting to catch the floor on fire and, uh, the countertop above it on the underside. So when I opened that fucking bathroom, just smoke just came out in instant, instant panic flight or uh, fight or flight mode. Uh, despite the smoke, I had a big glass of uh, water in my, uh, either in the bathroom or in the uh, walk-in closet. And I literally just kept running in there, filling the glass of water and dumping it on the floor. And eventually I got it to go out so the smoke alarms didn't go off, or maybe they did, but not in the whole building, just in our apartment. But the whole apartment filled with smoke. Uh, so basically, my two roommates, uh, 11 o'clock at night, who don't smoke, had to be up the next two hours dealing with smoke in our house so thick that we had to open all the windows in the middle of summer when it's hot out and shit like that. It was a disaster. Uh, the floor was heavily damaged. Um, but thankfully the fire was mostly contained in the waste paper basket that literally melted itself down. Um, so there was just a little bit of damage done to the floor and, uh, I cleaned it up the best I could. And I think when we moved out of there, I didn't even have to pay cause they were going to be ripping up, uh, the aluminum tile or like whatever they call it, those old floors, aluminum floors, not aluminum, manoleum whatever those cheap laminate floors are, they were going to be replacing that in the bathroom anyway. So, but yeah, just imagine there, you're laying in bed watching Lost or whatever the fuck you're looking at and out of your eye, you see that the bathroom light is on, but it actually ain't the light in the bathroom that's on. What you're seeing is a fire glowing in your bathroom and that's what happened. So yeah, it's not a good idea to put your cigarette or your ash from your pipe into a waste paper basket. That's pretty much 101, but I did it and nearly burnt the house down. Like had, had I done that and then we had all gone out drinking that night or to a bar, by the time we got back, we would have literally lost everything. Had I not been home to see that there was a light on in the bathroom, the whole building would have burnt down. So that's how quickly your life can go from just fine to fucked up. You have to think, think about everything you're doing. Uh, seriously, because that's how quick shit can go south. What else? 
Um, CNN was exposed the other day. They've been exposed a thousand times, but Fox News is exposed all the time too. But the fact that nobody can see this is what trips me out, right? CNN um, is democratic. They lean left. So they talk shit about the right and they make the left seem great. And it's just the opposite on Fox. Fox loves the right and loves Republicans. So they make Trump and all the Republicans look great, and then they talk mad shit about the left. You know? Button heads. So, classic example, and, and I knew this stuff existed, but I've never seen a video that literally, like, you know, put it in step one, two, and three. And somebody did that on YouTube the other night, and I watched it, and I was like, holy shit. But what, basically what it was is they showed Bernie Sanders going to Mount Rushmore on CNN. And when Bernie Sanders went to Mount Rushmore, CNN was like, uh, Mount Rushmore is the most majestic thing ever. Bernie Sanders rocks. He's great. Uh, what a great experience being here at such a great national monument, right? Then when Trump on July 3rd went to Mount Rushmore, CNN called Mount Rushmore the most deplorable thing in history, called Trump the most racist person in history. So you got one guy who's democratic that goes to the same place and he's praised and the monument is praised. A few months later, a different guy goes to Mount Rushmore and all of a sudden Mount Rushmore is the worst mural or whatever it is ever. And Trump is horrible, but Sanders is great. And he literally put it, here's CNN's video of Bernie going to Mount Rushmore. And then here's CNN's video of Trump going to Mount Rushmore. Look at the difference in what they said. It, it, it's just like, holy shit. After you watch that, if you have any kind of a brain or common sense or logic, if you can continue to watch Fox or CNN just because they're on your side, how is that helping you? Like, like let's say I only like to be happy. I don't want to ever be sad, so I'm going to watch the happy news station, which only gives me happy news. Is that keeping myself informed? No, I'm just listening to a station that's telling me what I want to hear. But does that mean that what they're telling me is reality? No. So I don't know, try to wake up. Being woke isn't necessarily mean you're like completely wide awake in seeing things crystal clear in truth, okay? Uh, so let's try to wrap this up with the last two things that we have made uh, a weekly feature on this show, the old man, the, yeah, the old, the, 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 the old man moment of the week. And what is the old man moment for this week? It's lack of sleep. When I was younger, when I was in my teens, my 20s, and even my 30s, if I didn't get eight hours of sleep, I was a wreck. I was cranky, tired all day, couldn't do it. I needed to drink Red Bull, Monster Energy drinks, coffees, whatever. I would be dragging ass, right? But as you get older, as I've gotten into my upper 30s and lower 40s, um, I can sleep four, five, six hours and wake up feeling totally refreshed. Couldn't sleep an hour more. Whereas before, when I was younger, even after eight hours, couldn't get out of bed. But now that I'm at this age, I can sleep four or five hours and I wake up and I'm not tired. I would sleep longer, but I'm just not tired. So as you get older, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's me or is this just an old age thing, but as I get older, I'm requiring less and less sleep. I would sleep longer if I felt like I needed to, but you know, after four or five hours, I wake up and I'm just like, I'm not tired, so I'm just getting up. So yes, you can look forward to that. You're gonna have more time when you get older to change your diaper because you won't be sleeping as long. And you'll be eating dinner at four o'clock, you'll be making breakfast at 5 a.m., right? That's what I have to look forward to. Uh, last thing on this program that we're gonna, you know, that we do weekly is the would you rather. And this would you rather um, wasn't sent in by anybody. Uh, it's just something I saw. I apologize. I, I, the second I stop the record button, this sniffle I have will immediately stop. It's just doing it to fuck with me, you know? This is my life. I got body parts that like to, like, fuck with me, you know, just to screw with me, right? But the would you rather this week, the would you rather is, would you rather have a daughter or would you rather have a gay son? And I have a very simple response to that. I don't care. As long as my kid is healthy and happy, I don't care if they're male, female, gay or straight. I just want them to be healthy and happy. So there's my answer. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't want a daughter over a gay son, or I wouldn't want a gay son over a daughter. I don't care if they're gay, straight, both sexes, one sex, it doesn't matter. As long as my children are born healthy and they're happy, that's all I can ask for. If they turn out to be gay or they transition into another sex, as long as they're happy, I'm going to support them and I'm going to love them. And the same goes for any one of my family and friends. Anybody out there listening, even if I've only met you a couple times at a comedy show or an open mic, I love you. I respect you. Reach out to me. I'll help you. You want to take down the police? Uh, you want to conquer the world? Let's have an open dialogue and we'll get this whole country together and we'll make a change. But the way it's going right now, Jesus, I'm sorry about that. I can't keep my hands to myself. The way it's going right now, I don't see progress being made. I see us taking steps backwards into the 60s and 50s. We don't wanna go there, man. It's not fair. The majority of people alive today, like Generation X and up, we are so far removed from the days of slavery in segregation. The majority of us, literally from Generation X up, like if you were born from like 1968 and up, all of us in that age bracket, whether you're a Generation X or millennial, uh, whatever comes after that, we are so far removed from judging people by their skin and uh, all that stuff that it just, it really frustrates me more than anything that I don't think this is going to end well, and my heart goes out to all those kids that don't have their life anymore because the extreme left or the extreme right, whatever, can't contain their emotions, and they're getting violent. To me, this isn't how we solve problems, by taking guns into the street and looting and burning down businesses. Sure, you know, Cookie Monster's been canceled. 
And, uh, you know, they've canceled a Golden Girls episode, and, you know, Colonel Sanders is going away. Aunt Jemima's gone. That's all been taken care of since George Floyd. But has police brutality stopped? Ha has the murder rate gone down? No, it's gone up. And every single American in this country, whether they want to admit it or not, is on edge right now. And this has all been created by the Antifa leftist movement, the rise of leftist fascism. And I don't want to see that happening. I don't. And for anyone listening to this, I sure as shit hope you understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say I want there to be unity. One race, the human race, it is far overdue. I'm going to stop calling you a black man. You stop calling me a white man. Racism exists. It does. There's racist people out there, but the majority of us are not. And you cannot deny that racism, sexism, ageism, homophobia, all that stuff exists, but it also exists, the majority of it exists in your mind. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you an example off the top of my head. Let's say I go for a job today and I don't get that job. I could come home and I could say, I didn't get that job because I'm white or I didn't get that job because the hiring manager is black, or I didn't get that job because I'm a woman and they wanted, or because I'm a man and they wanted to hire a woman, right? And, or I could come home and say, I didn't get that job because blah, 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 blah. I'm using all these things as an excuse, an excuse that I didn't get that job because it somehow has to do with the fact that I have a dick as opposed to a vagina. That somehow I didn't get that job because of the hiring manager's skin color or my own skin color. When the truth of the matter is, I didn't get the job because I wasn't the most qualified. Everybody can admit they have somebody in their family that literally sees sexism or homophobia or racism in a stain on the wall or a a uh, piece of toast, okay? A lot of this shit exists in your minds. We're too quick to jump to it. Oh, that person looked at me wrong. They're racist. They're sexist. They just looked at you, bro. Fucking relax. This shit will go away when we stop talking about it. Does there need to be police reform and a higher standard held to police officers considering the power that they have? Absolutely. I am completely on board with police reform and making sure that nobody, whether they're white or black, ever gets fucking kneeled on by a cop. But this leftist, Black Lives Matter, Antifa movement, even though it seems on the outside as good intentioned, especially because they name it Black Lives Matter, but of course black lives matter. Who in this country doesn't think a black person lives matter? Maybe a true racist, but how many actual true racist people do you think live in this country? It's a fraction of a percent. The definition of racism is to literally hate, hate an entire race just because of their race. Is that me? 
No. Is that you? No. So you got to understand why I, I would like to think and I like to give people the benefit of the doubt that Black Lives Matter or Antifa maybe had the right intentions. But what they don't see is that the domino effect of these protests are causing more damage to this country than there ever was before. It is hitting home. It is literally coming through my window, my friend's windows. It is causing fights between people that are black and white that have been friends their whole life all over the country. You won't hear about that on the news, but go on to YouTube. You'll find a million people that are in their 40s or 30s, best friends with a different race person, but ever since George Floyd, they've, they've ghosted each other. This is what's happening. This leftist move, even though it seemed good intention by naming it Black Lives Matter, if you look into what they're requesting, it's not cool. It just isn't a, I don't know, dude. I didn't want to talk about this, but I am just ultra frustrated. I feel like, except for my long time black friends who have known me since I was a kid, me and them are still cool. We don't let this race shit come between us. We never fucking will, we never have. But there are a number of people of color that I have become friends with over the last couple years. And every single one of them has ghosted me since George Floyd. Maybe that's in my head or maybe it isn't, but you can feel it in the air. And um, you can see it causing a rift in this country. And that's what I don't want to see. The more and more these extreme left groups like Antifa did you see the thousand uh, Antifa or Black Lives Matter uh, guys that were all um, in the like Georgia park? A thousand of them, all armed with rifles. How is that peaceful? How is that going to fix racism? What is going to happen when the murder rate and the crime rate gets completely out of control in every major city, and now they're going to de deploy U.S. troops into cities? This isn't going to end well. And the last thing I want to see is this country end up in a race war or a left versus right war or whatever kind of war. We don't need a war where we're killing each other in the streets in 2020. Wake the fuck up. But this is what we're heading towards, people. And I don't want it. I want everybody to come together and work together and push in the same direction. We all want the same thing, but we're missing each other on the fine details and it's pushing us apart. And that's what I don't want to see. If you're black, white, green, purple, doesn't fucking matter. I love you. I will never judge you on your skin color. But at the same time, I'm going to say this. I support the police. I wanted to be a police officer. I was nearly a police officer 15 years ago in the city, still would be today. Why? Did I want to carry around a gun and kill black people? Fuck no. I wanted to serve the people of the community that I love so much and grew up with. I wanted to protect them if they were in trouble, if they were scared. I wanted to be the one to come and help them because helping people makes me feel great.
and to see so many regular, good, moral, and ethical human beings being dragged through the coals right now over something none of us had anything to do with. It isn't fair. The multiple nine-year, eight-year-old kids that have lost their lives because of this protest, it isn't fair. Wake up. There's a right way to do things, and what's happening right now is the wrong way. It's not going to end well. Everybody is getting pissed off about it, even if they're not saying it. You should hear some of this shit that people are telling me behind closed doors. People I've never seen get upset before. It's going to keep snowballing. A lot of dominoes are falling as a result of these uh, protests, and it ain't going to end up well. It ain't. So it's time you wake up. You know, it, as if it isn't bad that we're, it, it, as if it isn't bad enough that we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. I don't know what the death toll is up to now. There's another hardcore wave of it coming back. And we got black and white people strangling each other in the streets. It's 2020. Haven't we learned anything from Martin Luther King? Or even Malcolm X. Or any of the great leaders that have come before us. Haven't we learned from wars in the past? It's, it, it just, it, honest to God, it makes me want to pull my eyeballs out. That is the level to which I do not understand how people can't just take a step back and a deep breath and look at the big picture as to what's happening right now in this country. It is scary as fuck. I am scared for my friend's kids. I'm scared for my nephew. I'm scared what kind of world these kids are going to live in. I'm scared of how these protests are going to end. But every day it gets worse. The protests don't stop. More and more innocent people are getting shot by the protesters. The police departments are going away. Crime rates are going up. Little kids are being murdered. Is this what you wanted? Is this justifying George Floyd? Fuck no. Cut it out. There's a way that we can achieve this goal together and be stronger for it. And that's what I'm preaching. I'm not trying to shit on Black Lives Matter. I'm not trying to say that Black Lives don't matter. I'm just trying to get you people to wake up for a second and take a step back and look at the big picture and what this is doing to the country. Look at the outrage. George Floyd gets killed by a cop, a white cop, and the whole country just goes fucking berserk. But where is the outrage for the children that have been innocently killed by these protesters? Where's the outrage? Did their life not matter? Oh, that's a different kind of life. How? I'm frustrated and I'm angry, people. Because I don't have a racist bone in my body and I literally feel like some of my friends of color are now looking at me like I'm a piece of shit racist. Why? Because I'm white? And I could have voted for Trump because I'm white? I got news for you. Black people voted for Trump too. I can't stand the man. You guys have seen me do stand-up. You've seen the podcast. How many times have I talked shit about Trump? You know how many emails I used to get when I started this podcast? Are people calling me a libtard? People thought I was extreme left just because of the amount of shit I talk about Trump. But here's what you fail to recognize. There's exceptions to every rule. I fucking hate the guy.
but yet I still consider myself independent and leaning a little bit more right than left, especially today. The rise of far-left fascism is here. And if you don't know what that world looks like, go look it up. And that's why I'm so frustrated, man. Um, I just want to see everybody of every color, of every religion, of every sexuality, just come together in harmony and hold fucking hands and sing Kumbaya. Quit the racism shit. Quit the defunding the police shit, because that's not going to fix the problem. If I thought defunding the police would get rid of racist police officers, I'd, I'd be like, go for it. Do it. So I'm just going to say this one last time. I do not care what color you are. I do not care what's between your legs, what God you pray to. I love you. You show me respect, I'll show you 10 times more respect. Your skin color, your clothes, your hair color, your religion, your sexuality, it does not define you. Don't let America define it for you. Live and let live. Concentrate on your loves, your hobbies, your family, and uh, let's knock this shit off. Wake up, America! Because I don't want to see us in a war, and I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to live in the 50s or 60s, man. Those were horrible times. 50s, women can't vote, they stay in the fucking uh, kitchen all day, fuck that shit. Segregation, one bathroom for whites, one for blacks, that is the most insane shit ever. But that's where we're heading again. And uh, if you don't see things that way, then um, good for you. Good for you. But the way my brain works is uh, my brain is trained to look months ahead and to analyze data. That's, that, that's how I was raised. I have an analytical father that has a brilliant brain. That, I don't know. One of these days I'll tell you guys about my superpowers and some of the shit that I've been taught uh, by a very brilliant father that I have. So uh, anyways, that is the show for today. Uh, I did a lot of shit I said I wasn't going to do, but at least I kept it 100. So if you want to hate me now and never talk to me again based on what I said in this podcast, go for it. But hopefully, hopefully you understood the message that I support everybody out there, but I don't like what I see happening to our country right now, and I think it's not going to end well. So I'm just asking everybody to just do a little bit more research, wake up, turn off the news, get some statistics Stop thinking and, and reacting with emotion, the stuff you see on Twitter, because a lot of that is propagandic, might not even be real, but you see it, you react, and you just go off on it, when the fact of the matter is, it might not have even been the truth. And that's just the difference. When I see something on Twitter that everybody's freaking out about, I take a deep breath, and I research it. I get the whole story. And then once I have the whole story, I have the facts, the numbers, the stuff that can't lie, then I will decide whether or not I'm going to get triggered or not. But I investigate everything with an open mind in the middle every time. And I make my decision on everything based on common sense, logic, facts, 
and statistics. And a couple years ago, I used that same scientific method and I looked into the Democratic Party and the Republican Party and if there was a gun held to my head right now, I would lean right. And I'm gonna tell you that if you happen to be left or Democratic or far left, that's fine. But something the left is doing right now is the left, especially the far left, pushing fascism. They're getting so loud that people who used to sit in the middle between conservative and liberal have gone completely right. You have no idea the amount of people that I have heard that are going to be voting for Trump now because of what's happening with this far left fascism. They think by electing a democratic president that what's going on in this country is only going to get worse. So all you people on the far left are doing is creating this giant monster on the right that is going to have an equal or greater reaction to your reaction. And what I'm trying to say is it's not going to end pretty. And I don't want to see anybody else die, okay? I don't. Because it could be your kid next. So let's all of us try to hold hands, sing kumbaya, be good to each other, and fucking move on smartly from this, man. We can conquer any problem this world throws at us. We're stronger together. One race, all of us moving in the same direction, and we can conquer anything, and that's all I'm trying to preach. And if you don't get it, I'm sorry. However, this has been another version, another episode, episode 40 of the Views from the John podcast. I have been your host, John Ares. I hope you guys are having a great summer, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much, and take care. Bye.